This is Madeline. And this is Cami. And you're listening to the Communities That Convert podcast. Episode number 51. It's a little bit quiet in here, Cami. You're right. Let's get people talking. That's why they call me Cami Chat, you know. Welcome to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Cami Hoiza. In this podcast, you will learn how to build a tribe of raving fans. You will hear tips, ideas, and advice you can use right now on how to grow your own community and provide value that inspires them to take action. Are you ready to get started? This episode is brought to you by the Communities That Convert Facebook group. Come join us in our private group because it's the place where we continue the conversation from here. All you have to do is go to Facebook and look up Communities That Convert and look for the groups, or you can go directly there at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Communities That Convert. And be sure to use our secret word, action. Yeah, action. So one of the great things that you do, Madeline, to get people talking and Twitter smarter on the chat is that you have these ambassadors that you use to help warm up the crowd and welcome people in. I really love this idea and I've actually stolen it from you for social media (laughs) breakfast. That's awesome. I love to hear that. Yeah, you know, I'm the kind of person where I want to greet everyone on my Twitter chats. And I mean, this goes back to when I was in the music business, I ran a Twitter chat for like seven or eight years. And I want to greet everyone as they come in. I don't like those chats that just start with question one right at the top of the hour. I want us to spend about 10 minutes just saying hello and make everybody feel welcome as they're showing up. It's like when you are at an event and you're standing at the door as they walk in. I like to be that person doing that. So As my chat was growing, it got to the point where I couldn't do this by myself anymore. So I enlisted help. So yes, I have ambassadors. I actually call them my Twitter smarter chat greeters. They're the greeter group and they're all volunteers and they love being a part of this. And they help me greet people each week as the chat starts. Yeah, I think it's great. And you also show them a lot of love. I see you do that, not just during the chat, but You are friends with these people and you have like some back channel ways of talking to them. Can you talk a little bit about how you work to get people to do that for you on the chat? Yeah. So, you know, when this all first started, it was just me reaching out to people individually. I didn't do a call out. They were just people that were like super fans and always on the chat. And I would just hand select them and invite them to come be a part of this special group. And the way we communicate is we do this all on Twitter. We have a a DM group. You can actually do your DM as a group, very similar on Facebook Messenger, how you can have more than one person. And it's like a little group. You can do the same thing in DM. And so we have our little greeter group and that's where we do all of our communications. It is so easy for us to all connect, check in, see how everybody's doing. Through this process over time, we've all become very good friends. And Cami, I've even taken it to an even higher level where it's almost like a mastermind group. We will get together and do a group video session about once every month or two. And it is so much fun. Like, you know, we're all checking in with each other. What are you up to? How are you doing? Is there something I can help you with? So it's not just, hey, 
let's talk about Twitter smarter. It's, hey, let's talk about each other and let's help each other. It is so cool. Are you using Skype for that whenever you get that video chat together? When we get together, yes, we've tried a variety of programs and Skype, group Skype has consistently been the best one. We used to use a peer, like a peer dot, like, I'm not sure, remember if I, how that spelled out, but it was a peer.in. Uh, we'll find it and put it in the show notes. We'll make sure it's correct. It in the was show notes. really cool. But what yeah. happened was they made a change as to how many people you could have in the free account. And we just, there was just too many too many of us. It's not that we're a big group. There's only like, I think five or six of us. It's a small group, but we had reached a maximum when they made some changes to it. So we just moved it over to group Skype and that works great. I mean, there's, I mean, I could use my Zoom because Zoom is great for, for chats like this. So having a place where you can connect, I think it's great to go beyond just having volunteers that help you. Like, show that you really care, show that you have a big interest in them and do something like that. You could do a Slack channel and communicate on Slack. But I do show my appreciation at every chat at the end. I always do a thank you tweet. I let them know how much I appreciate them. And what's interesting, our chat this past week was all about like, doing thank yous besides the typical thank you, like where you could actually like show appreciation to people. And I shared about how I do that on my Twitter Smarter Chat that I really make sure that they know that I do appreciate their service. Yeah. And I'll definitely find the uh, link to your moment on that because there's a really good collection of tweets and stuff that you guys pulled together. Uh And we can put it in the show notes so that people can kind of see that because there were some really great ideas I thought in that chat. So that's one really great way is by like activating your super fans, right? To help you start conversations. And that's really what they did really great is that they help people that are coming into the chat to be engaged at a different level, I think. Don't you think? Yeah. And one of the things I do is I have a Twitter list of my super fans. And I remember we were both talking about that on the Twitter chat. I think you had mentioned that you had had one before, but you weren't currently, if I remember right, didn't you say something about that? I do. I actually do have, I do have one and I've I've been inconsistent with it. Although I will tell you, I turned over a new leaf at Twitter Smarter this week and I I reactivated it. So yay for me. Good, good. I think it's a smart idea because I have this Twitter list. It's private. It's for my eyes only, but it's, it's my super fans. And what I do, Cami, is every time I talk with someone who really shows that they're a super fan in my eyes, I add them to that list. It's a it's a constantly growing list and just never hurts to just keep track of who those people are because they might be people that you can reach out to at some point that you know want to help you. Right. And it can be easy to forget. I mean, I, I don't mean to be rude about that, but it's easy to forget like with everybody coming through the door and sure. everybody going on your Twitter and in in Instagram. And if you're if you're also in multiple platforms, this is tough too. But on Twitter, I had a list called Engaging People. And I actually, it's an open list, not a private one. And I, I let people see that they're added to it because it's like, oh, I'm an engaging person. It's it's a, it's a sort of a That's compliment. Cool. I like and that. Yeah. So I've done that for a lot of years. And so I'll go back and check that list often and try to engage with those people on a regular basis so that that way I continue to grow those relationships. So yeah, I, I think that Twitter lists can be very, very helpful to keep you in touch with those people that have taken the time out of their day to talk to you and actually have a conversation. 
So I, I love that. And it could go either way, private or public. You know, you're doing yours publicly. I'm doing mine privately. I can see the there's pros and cons for both. I have kept mine private because sometimes I wonder like, do these people want to know that I'm adding them to a list like this? You know, maybe they don't think of themselves as a super fan of mine. So, but on the flip side, it could be very beneficial to have it public and you're using it as like, rah, rah, I love you, shout out, you know, thank you. Well, and that's uh, why I use the words engaging people because it's about right, them, not about right. me. So it, I totally get that. If I, I do private lists as well for things that I'm trying to put together for specific purposes. So, yeah. And so uh, what else are we going to talk about? Well, the next thing we were going to talk about is really at the beginning when people join your community. So this is probably more for Facebook because Facebook has private communities that you can kind of put together. But it also has to do with wherever you have a community, which is when people come into your community, you want to welcome them and encourage them to introduce themselves. And that gets them in the habit of posting in your community. So one of the things that I've seen as a big problem in all the Facebook communities is that at first, people are a little bit nervous of talking out loud, unless they're spammers, of course, and then they'll immediately spam all their stuff on there, which is another story altogether. But the people that you really want to talk to you, they'll just kind of listen. They'll wait for you to take the lead and tell them what to do and kind of show them what to do. And and they can get in the habit of like, leader makes post and then all of the people in the group respond to post, which isn't necessarily the, the most healthy kind of community. The ones that I've seen that work really well are the ones where people post and say, ask a question and other people jump in and answer those questions. And there's some really great give and take amongst the people that are in the community with or without the quote unquote leader, right? So you want to have some health in your community with or without that leader. And it's not always easy to get that going. There's a couple of ways that you can do it. And the first step is really that welcome message and encouraging people to introduce themselves so other people can see who they are and maybe identify with them. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. And I think we do a really great job with our community at Communities That Convert on Facebook, where we make sure that when we get new members, we, you know, Facebook has made it so easy now where they basically encourage you to like click and it's going to open up, a you know, like a, a nice message to welcome the new members. And so we've kind of modified it. You came up with a really nice way of doing this, Kami. I just love it where we kind of take what Facebook puts in that post, but we add to it. We dress it up a bit. I even put some emojis in it and stuff. It's fun. I know. I love that. And we really encourage people to introduce themselves. We show them that this is a warm place, that we are here to listen. We're here to connect. And it works really well. I see that we get a lot of people responding when we do that welcome message. Yeah, so that really works great. And I would like to take it a step further and get that community really talking to each other, which I still think that we could work on a little bit more. So I'm never going to say that get on this podcast and say we're like the best at this because I know there's some people that are amazing at this. And what they really do is they really do foster that sense of community inside of the group where people are really connecting with each other. She Podcast is a good example of that. Oh, that's an amazing community. For those of you here, if you're not familiar, She Podcast is a huge Facebook group for female podcasters. And it is so well done. There is so much information being shared. People feel very comfortable talking. And you know, it starts with the leaders. And you got these two women that run it. And they're very well known in the podcast community and they make you feel welcome 
from the moment you join. And you can very quickly see through the different posts that you can jump on there and ask a question, no matter how simple it is. And you're going to get a bunch of responses that people really take pride in connecting with others on that. So I think it's important to really foster that in your community and really show that, hey, this is a place where you can share whatever you want to share and feel comfortable in doing that. So I think that's important. Yeah, I totally agree. So another idea that we have, which I think really does work well, is to conduct live streams in or for your group. So we do a lot of live streams inside of Facebook groups, private ones, and also on Facebook pages and walls and Also on Twitter, you can do a a live stream on Twitter for your community where you can connect with them. So there's a lot of ways you can use video yet again, and really the live streaming function of videos to really connect your groups together. So I'm going to give an example of something that just sort of happened this weekend and sort of surprised me, even though I do these live streams all the time, as you know, but I was invited to come and sing at a mall here in in Houston, I sing also on the side. And one of the things that happened is it was really for my church, my church worship band is what who were invited to come sing at this place. And a lot of people, the church said, Hey, I really wish I could be there. I really want to be there. I'm really sad. I can't be there. And I thought, well, why don't I live stream it and just tell you, okay. And they were very excited. They're like, yes, live stream it, live stream it. And I was like, okay. My community is going to be freaked out by this, but that's okay. So I put on this live stream and all of the people from our church and then beyond, it blew up. I couldn't believe how many people were watching this thing. At I one was point. watching. I caught it. I just I happened know. to get on Facebook and there you were in my news feed singing and it was beautiful. And I was like, why? It like stopped me in my tracks. So I just sat there and watched it for, for quite a while. And it was amazing. And there's so many examples of why we should be live streaming. I think Mm -hmm. most people would be like, I don't want to, nobody's going to care. Nobody's going to want to listen to me or care what I'm doing. And it's like, no, people do care what you're doing and you're allowing them to have a front row seat to that. Like I couldn't go to where you were singing, but you gave me a front row seat. Right. And so a lot of people from the church were listening in and that's a community, right? So they're connecting with us because, you know, it's part of my community. And also it opened it up to other people who might be interested in those kinds of things. You know, it's like, how can I be a part of that? I do think that that's really important. You do that after your Twitter Smarter Chat too on Facebook. Can you talk about that a little bit? I sure do. So I run two different Twitter chats each week, Twitter Smarter Thursdays at one o'clock Eastern and also Social ROI Tuesdays at five o'clock Eastern. And what I've been doing for well over a year now is after the Twitter chat is over, we move the conversation to Facebook and I host a Facebook Live. So for Twitter Smarter, since that's my chat, I host it on my Facebook page. And for Social ROI, I run that for Managed Flitter. So we go and do it on Managed Flitter's Facebook. And Kimmy, it's been just a tremendous response. People love this. They tell me that they like going from one platform to another. We go from Twitter, which feels more like texting, having a conversation that's like texting, to now live video on Facebook where they can see the guests, they see me, they're watching us interact. There's a chat room so they can actually ask us questions and talk to us, but they're also connecting with each other, which is super important. It really strengthens the bonds. So I just love actually watching 
that little sidebar chat and seeing them talk to each other while I'm interviewing the guests is super cool. And it's recorded. So it lasts forever. No, it's really awesome. The other question I was going to ask you, and I'm kind of putting you on the spot for this one. So here we go. I didn't tell you I was going to do this. So why don't you conduct that chat on Twitter? Because you can live stream on Periscope slash Twitter. Why don't you do that? That's a great question. Because when I go on Periscope, it's a very different group of people. It's a very different community than when I go over to Facebook. So Periscope, first of all, I don't even do Periscope very much. Now, had I been doing Periscope since the beginning, it was like, just like you got the YouTubers, you know, you go to where your audience is and go to where you do the most activity. And even though the Twitter chat is on Twitter, whenever I go do a Periscope, it is actually not my Twitter smarter community. It's a very different group. And it's not while they're engaging, I don't get the same group of people, not the people I'm trying to get. And when I, you know, it was an experiment. And so I tried it on Facebook. Plus, I just wanted to take it elsewhere. I wanted to take it somewhere else. And I just love Facebook Live. I'm a big fan of it. And I have a mastermind program where I help women conquer their fears of video and especially live video. And we spend a lot of time doing Facebook Live. And I just think Facebook Live is a great platform. And if people are not using it, for those listening, if you're not using it, you really should start venturing into it. Because think about it, our audience, our community, our prospects, whoever it is we're trying to reach, the numbers show that they are all on Facebook. So we have the ability to connect with them, whether it's on our Facebook page, we can also do a broadcast on our personal profile, we can do it in a public group, we can do it in a private group. There's so much flexibility there. You know, with Periscope, it's all open and public. So it would not be a private thing. And some of us want to do them privately. So it, you know, it just depends on who is where, who are you trying to reach, where are they at? And I just found through experimentation that my Twitter smarter chat community is not the same as my Periscope community. So... It, as cool. interesting as interesting as that is, I'm sure people are probably shocked to find that out. But, you know, I experimented and uh, it's just not what I really want. Plus, I like the idea of moving to a completely different platform. And I've had so many people tell me they love that. They love that we go from Twitter over to Facebook. Well, I mean, I think it's interesting, too, because that gives you a chance. Uh, we talk a lot about reusing, recycling and like, um, you know, moving your content out. But if you're trying to build several different platforms, it is difficult to come up with what your content is going to be on each one. So for example, for you, it's Twitter Smarter and of course, um, Social ROI, but Twitter Smarter, Social ROI on Twitter, on Facebook, you have your live streams, on Instagram, you have your stories and IGTV, which is what, you know, I've been doing too. So, you know, I've got Social Media Breakfast and we've got the hashtag on Twitter. And I've got the live stream on Facebook. Also, I do live stream it on Twitter simultaneously. So I have it in both places. Right. And then IGTV is my weekly update on what's the latest and greatest in social media. And so that's kind of goes together with the social media breakfast. And that's really what I do there too, is what's the latest and greatest in social media. And we go more in depth. So IGTV is sort of the higher level you know, let's come into my IGTV at Cami Chat and we're going to get you up to speed on everything that's changed in the last week, which is huge for social media. I do it in 10 minutes or less, you know, get you up to speed. And then 
social media breakfast once a month that kind of reinforces that. And then, of course, all of the live streams. So and then, of course, there's Communities That Convert, which is this. And we also have a live stream on Thursdays to kind of recap this episode and connect with you guys in the community. So if you haven't dropped by for that yet, we do that at 11 o'clock on Thursdays. And that's Central Time, 11 Central, 12 Eastern. And we would love to have you join us there. We'll have all the information about where that happens on the show notes. But it's basically on our Communities That Convert Facebook page. That's right. And I definitely recommend everyone check it out. You know, the next thing we're going to talk about, I'm I'm really thrilled about is accountability partners. I think that is something that really should get looked into more. If you are not, if you don't have an accountability partner, if you have not connected with someone that can help you with your business, that's something you want to think about. And what I'm seeing more and more, Cami, is through communities, they're offering these types of opportunities. So for example, I've taken Lewis Howe's School of Greatness program. I took it two years ago and it's an awesome program. The first thing he has you do, because it's a very large group, the very first thing you do is you make a video introducing yourself and then you go and create out of all the hundreds of people in there and go through all their videos is go create a little mini mastermind group. So basically you're picking people you want to have as accountability partners. And when I did that, I thought that was incredibly amazing. Like I had no idea he was going to do that. And I was like, this is brilliant. I'm now connected with people as accountability partners through a program that is like part of the program, but kind of separate. And What I love about this is I had the opportunity to meet Todd Giantasio, who we've had on this podcast. He is Mm -hmm. amazing. He also has created our website, our Communities That Convert website, and he is currently building a Madeline Sklar website for me as we speak. And he is just an amazing guy. And I owe it all to School of Greatness when Lewis asked us to pick our accountability partners in a mastermind. And Todd and I have stayed friends ever since. And so I think this is such a great way to bring people together and have them work together. So like there's so many of these groups now that we join, whether it's like some kind of special private group or mastermind. Now with my mastermind, I'm going to go ahead and kind of spill the beans a little bit on how I do it. After seeing how Lewis Howes did this, I was like, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. And I'm someday going to kind of copy, not steal, but kind of copy like, you know, what I learned from this. And so when I first started my mastermind group for women, it's called Video Like a Rockstar. When I first launched it at the beginning of this year in 2018, I thought one of the pieces to this would be that everyone gets an accountability partner. When you join and we're in the private Facebook group, number one, I want everybody to introduce themselves. So, and it's a video program, you know, breaking through fears of video. So, you know, one of the first assignments is create a video introducing yourself. And then kind of like Lewis Howes, I then want everyone to pair up. Now with Lewis, we had to do it as a mastermind. So it was more like, go get four, five, six people together. For this, I just want everyone paired up. I want them to have a buddy. And I just love that I've done this because, Kami, everyone that's taken my program, I'm now in my third cohort group. Yep. Everyone loves this. They tell me that this is one of the best parts of being in this program is that they get an accountability partner that I'm not choosing. I let them choose and they don't, 
It's so funny because when they sign up, they read that in the on the sales page, but they have no idea that they all tell me, oh, I thought you were going to pick someone for mm-hmm. me. He's like, no, yeah. I want you to pick. Because when Lewis had us do that in School of Greatness, I was like, that's brilliant. It's like, let us like find those like-minded people in the group. And so in doing this with my mastermind, I watch how they all connect and I'm like, yeah, I probably would have paired them up. And then I look at some others and and I go, oh, I don't think I would have thought to pair them up and they become great friends and they go on to work together outside of this afterwards. You know, it's like amazing to watch these collaborations. So I think accountability partners is something that if you're not currently doing this, you know, get into a group where they have this or just go do it yourself. You know, Cammie, you and I started off mm-hmm. as accountability partners. And for those listening, if you don't know the backstory, before this podcast started and we're coming up on the one year anniversary, which we're one episode away from the one yeah. year anniversary. This is episode 51. We're one week away from 52, which is one whole year. But we actually started off as accountability partners getting on the phone once a week helping each other, talking about our struggles, helping each other with our businesses, which was amazing. And then one day it's like, hey, let's start a podcast. And yeah, here, here we crazy. are. Here it we is. are a year and, later. You know, kind of talking about Todd, you were just talking about Todd, mentioning Todd. One of the tactics that I like is one that I learned from him. He sends out an email for his growth suite, which is the, um, the group that does yes. the websites. I mean, that's what he calls his company. It's called the growth suite. And he sends an email with a link back to a specific post in your group to ask for feedback. So like he'll send a a really specific post and say, hey, like he'll go into Facebook and say, hey, you know, what do you think about this, this and this? And then he'll send you an email and say, hey, this is what we're talking about in the Facebook group. Why don't you come on over and join in with us? I'm like, duh. I think he started doing that because it was so perfect for someone like me because let me, let's just face it. My Facebook is crazy. I'm at the 5,000 friends maximum, which I'm not trying to make a big deal about. But when you're at that level, your Facebook is just crazy. There's just too much activity and I, I cannot possibly see everything. Now I do have Facebook lists. So you can, just like Twitter lists, you can kind of categorize and put people in a specific list, but I just don't even have time for to even use that anymore. So I hope that I'm catching all the important things, but I know I'm missing things. So what Todd started doing is he was emailing me and he would say, hey, did you see this post? Would you mind going over there and checking it out? And if you feel like there's something you can respond to. And I started feeling bad. It's like, how am I missing this? I need to like make sure I mm-hmm. go check out the group page, but it's, it's not always easy. It's easier said than done. So I love how... He, and maybe he had other people tell him the same thing. I don't know. But I I do remember getting some emails from him, you know, asking me to go take a look at the post. So I love that now he actually will do the post, but then also send an email out to the whole group. I think that is brilliant. Yeah, I do too. And especially since, you know, he does have our email because, well, we are members of that. We're signed up and and we also have a, a website. So he has all of that information for us. Another one that we like a lot, Madeline and I were talking about this beforehand, and we've seen it in groups, both of us, are really this idea of hot seat opportunities, which means having an opportunity for people that are in your group to ask you anything, ask you a question, but also to bring individuals in and maybe interview them over video or, you know, usually you want to do it with the whole group because that gives everybody the the opportunity to learn. 
And I know that um, Marissa Matricold, I can't, I can never say her last name. Anyway, I'll put, I'll put it in the show notes, but she has a really great course. And one of the things that she does is this very thing where she has people apply to be on the hot seat with her oh, wow. for a half an hour. That's cool. Yes. And so you apply and then people come in and listen to the person on the hot seat. Two things happen there. Number one, everybody learns from right. talking with somebody Absolutely. else. Number two, you get to know this other person as well. And so you are being introduced to her community through this hot seat. I don't know if people always think of that as a win-win, but that is a huge win-win for whoever is being discussed during that half hour period. People get to know what your business is without you even having to like promote it at all. So I do think that's a win-win for both the community and for the trainer or whoever it is that you're, you know, whatever you're doing. So hot seat is really good. If it's not about training, you can do also do a hot seat in the sense of bring somebody on to let them introduce themselves to the group. That could be a really good way to do it too. Like, you know, no, no, you're helping them even more like, Hey, you know, let's interview you about what you do for a living. And people might find that really interesting. I don't know. There's a lot of ways you can use hot seats. There's a lot of ways. So I'm a big fan of a podcast called biz chicks. Have you heard of biz chicks? That sounds familiar. Yeah, it's really awesome. It's put on by Natalie Ekdahl. And she is amazing. I've been following her for years. We know each other online. We got to meet at Social Media Marketing World for the first time in person this year. So she's, she's been doing this podcast for years. And one of the things that she does, which I love, is on air coaching. So it's very similar to this is putting this person in the hot seat. She works with women. These are female entrepreneurs. They get the opportunity to be coached, which is something she does as part of her business, but they're recording it and putting it out as a podcast episode. There are so many different ways to do hot seats. The way I do it is in my mastermind, my video like a rock star. Part of this three week program is we do a weekly group video session. We all come on together. We do a group Skype. Oh no, we actually use my, um, not Skype. We use zoom. We're doing my zoom. We can all see each other. There's little video boxes of all of us and it's recording. And what we do is those who need help, we put them in the hot seat and we say, okay, come with your burning questions and we all help the person. So they get like, you know, 10, 15 minutes, however long they need. They talk about the issue they're having. And it's not about me as the leader. It's about the group collectively. And we all share our two cents of what we can do to help. Because when it comes to mastermind and brainstorming, two heads are better than one. So I totally agree with that. We all obviously. have something to bring to, mm-hmm. to the person there. So I love how I'm seeing a trend with podcasts more and more of these podcast hosts doing these on-air coaching. You know, Pat Flynn is doing that now. He has his, his podcast called Ask Pat that's been going on for years. And the way he changed the format this year, prior to 2018, it was Ask Pat and you could send him a question and he typically had you record it, the audio, and send it to him through SpeakPipe, which is super cool. So he would play the audio of the question and then he would spend 10 or 15 minutes answering. And he did this every day, Cammy. This was a Monday through Friday podcast. So he did wow. this for years. When he hit 1,000 episodes, which was the end of last year, he decided to change the format. So now what he's doing is still Ask Pat, but it's once a week and is on-air coaching. So he has people apply 
And mm-hmm. basically, like he record exactly, and he records the call, and it's spending about thirty minutes of them. You know, here's my issue, and he shares his thoughts, and it's really cool. You're like the fly on the wall listening in. I love that. So there's so many different ways you can do the hot seat, and I love that there. You know, there's not just this one way of doing it. So. I know we'll put links in the show notes for these different ones we're talking about, but Biz Mm -hmm. Chicks is super, super cool. I'll put the link in. Sure, absolutely. And so, yeah, I mean, I think that that's a really great way to to get people to know each other. It's just another great way to really up the ante in the communication between people in your group as well. Also, I would be remiss not to mention using surveys and polling. And we talked all about that in episode 44 of this podcast, we will also link to that, but really surveying your group and understanding what's moving them, what's what are their challenges, how can they overcome them? Those are really super important. So I'm not going to go into depth on that. I'm just going to make a link to it. And, and we'll just say, please, guys, go listen to that episode because there is some really good information there as far as getting to know your community in such a way that you can then turn it around and do all these other things we just mentioned because you understand what their needs are. Absolutely. So, you know, we covered a lot in this episode on how to get your community members to engage with each other. I think we shared some great tips, some great ideas, but now it's time for the call to action. We want those action takers. Mm -hmm. You guys know who you are. Come over to our Facebook group and we're going to start the post, come over and comment on it and tell us which of these tactics, you know, do you feel connected to or share some that we didn't mention? And let's have a conversation about it. Let's continue the conversation. Come over to our Facebook group. If you're not currently in there, it's very easy, right, Kimmy? They can come oh, in and join us. Yeah. You can search for Communities That Convert on Facebook and look for the groups version of it. Or you can go to our show notes at communitiesthatconvert.org. Click on our groups because there's an a-, a big action button. Okay, guys. So all you have to do is go down there and click on it. And can you imagine, can you imagine what our password is to get in? Because we do have a password. I wonder what the password is. And you need know. the password because when you join a Facebook group, yeah. usually it'll ask you some questions, right? Before yeah. you can join. And yeah. we have a question like, what is the password? Do you want to share it, Cammy? Okay. So I'm only going to tell you and nobody else. Okay. So listen. It's a secret. It is. Action. Action. Yeah. Just one in, action. Put in action. action. That's yeah. the password. So here's, here's the shortcut to get to the group. Go to facebook.com slash groups slash communities that convert. We'll also have the link in the show notes. Yeah. You can always go to the show notes. Kimmy does an amazing job of making them look wonderful. Gorgeous, honey. Gorgeous. <laughs> so this was great, Kimmy. I think we covered a ton of insightful information. I can't wait to hear from our community members and see what they have to say. I can't either. And we'll be seeing you guys next week. So get out there and build your tribe. Yeah, we'll see you next week. Hey, this is Madeline. And I want to let you know, you can connect with us on our website at communitiesthatconvert.com. You can get all the information in the show notes for this episode. And we also encourage you to visit us on our Twitter profiles. You can reach out to me at Madeline Sklar. That's spelled M-A-D-A-L-Y-N-S-K-L-A-R. And also to Cami. Her Twitter handle is at CamiChat. And that's spelled K-A-M-I-C-H-A-T. We look forward to hearing from you.
listening to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Cami Hoiza, where you learn how to build a tribe of raving fans. Stay in touch with Madeline and Cami through their website at communitiesthatconvert.com. Music.